0: the Oklahoma Business Roundtable. This organization promotes new business investment throughout Oklahoma, including funding support for startup, retention, expansion, and attraction of business facilities and operations. Learn more about them at okbusinessroundtable.com. This is the Oklahoma Innovate That Podcast. In each episode, we talk to the scientists, CEOs, inventors, entrepreneurs, and innovators that are helping to make Oklahoma a national leader in science, innovation, and technology. The Innovate That podcast is a production of OCAST, the Oklahoma Center for the Advancement of Science and Technology. OCAST is the Oklahoma State Agency for Technology-Based Economic Development and is working to move innovative ideas from concept to commercialization. Learn more at ocast.ok.gov. Enjoy this episode of the Oklahoma Innovate That podcast. Now, here's your host, Oklahoma Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell. Hey everybody, it is Oklahoma Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell coming to you with another episode of our Oklahoma Innovate That podcast series interviewing great Oklahoma companies, talking about the innovation pipeline model that we have inside the state of Oklahoma, certainly OCAST, helping lead the way with the pipeline that we have in Oklahoma, helping build companies, truly build companies in Oklahoma, and a lot of companies moving to the state as well. Real treat for you today, if you follow Oklahoma or uh, companies that are growing or relocating to Oklahoma, Sky Dweller Arrow Inc. last year. I believe it was last year now, it may have been of close to two years ago now, mm-hmm. that uh, we made a big announcement inside the state of Oklahoma with Governor Stitt uh, and a number of other individuals from this amazing company. We have Skydweller Inc., with us today, uh, and Robert Miller. Robert, thanks for being here. A uh, little bit of background real quick, and then we'll, d- we'll jump right into the interview. Skydweller is an aerospace company developing autonomous solar-powered aircraft that can stay afloat for weeks at a time, which is pretty impressive. Uh, their goal is to develop a solar-powered unmanned aircraft capable of per- perpetual flight. So in this episode, we're going to find out the benefits and uses of this type of aircraft and the technology behind it. And if you've heard me talk throughout my time as Lieutenant Governor, uh, you know the growth that we are seeing in our aerospace industry in Oklahoma is remarkable. And we are just thrilled to have Skydweller inside the state of Oklahoma to help with that aerospace branding that we want as a state. Again, as I mentioned, our guest today is Dr. Robert Miller. He is co-founder and chief executive officer of Skydweller, a U.S.-Spanish, again, aerospace company headquartered, again, headquartered in Oklahoma City, again, developing solar-powered aircraft for defense and commercial industries. So both on the defense and the commercial side. Along with his uh, past executive leadership roles and entrepreneurial endeavors in the aerospace and defense industries, Dr. Miller held the position of Director of Future Unmanned Systems at Northrop Drummond. Dr. Miller holds several patents and is the author of numerous papers and uh, holds a BS in, in mechanical engineering from Stanford University. This is quite a resume. I don't have a resume like this. And an MS in aeronautics uh, and astronautics from Stanford University and a PhD in aerospace engineering from the University of Michigan. That's the end of your bio, Dr. Robert. But I cannot thank you enough for being with us uh, here today. Again,
1: Robert Miller. It's a real pleasure to be here. Yeah. I think you left out the most important one, a graduate of Norman High School. Yes, that's
0: right. You, you caught me on that. Norman High. From Norman High to Stanford to uh, all of these, again, these uh, very impressive uh, degrees. So uh, thanks for being here again. Tell us a little bit about your background. Again, I gave you a little, gave uh, listeners a little bit of the, the bio, but, but a little bit of your background and what, what led you to Sky Dweller and the position that you're in today.
1: Well, uh, you know, I've been in the aerospace and defense industry for over 30 years now. You know, I was looking at, uh, I've always been fascinated with the uh, idea of perpetual flight and and what it could bring to both from a security perspective and and other commercial aspects. And I was approached by DARPA as an outside subject matter expert to discuss the possibility of flying a payload to help catch uh, Joseph Coney. Um, and as part of that, they asked me to go look for uh, a platform that would meet the requirements to carry that particular payload. And at the time, I was doing, uh, I was starting another company with my uh, partner, and we were introduced to Solar Impulse, and that, that aircraft met all the requirements we needed to carry that payload, which is, it's, it's a very unique payload. And that really led us to the idea of starting a company to Achieve perpetual flight, and through that, then we were able to uh, later acquire the aircraft and all the intellectual property associated with Solar Impulse, and uh, you know launch our endeavor to bring perpetual flight to the world. And so, what year was that? We started in 2017. We were able to acquire the aircraft and all the intellectual property in 2019.
0: Okay. To, and it's you've been rising ever since. Yes. Uh, so the story, tell us a little bit of the story of Skydweller a little bit then.
1: So uh, Skydweller, we launched it really full bore in uh, 2019. And we started in Spain because the aircraft was originally uh, designed and manufactured in Europe. And so uh, it, during, and then we COVID hit, um, but we were lucky uh, through the leadership here of Oklahoma we launched our, our world headquarters here in, in 2020, and you know we've we've been growing ever since. Yeah. So, and we are up to uh, about 130 people, um, uh, over over 25 here in Oklahoma City right now, and we hope to more than double this year. Uh, so,
0: excellent, D- double uh, in, in in size in the size it, right here in the Oklahoma City area. Yes,
1: excellent, excellent. So, how is the aircraft powered? It's entirely powered by a solar power. Um, so all the uh, electricity is generated on board uh, through solar panels. And then it stores its energy in two different ways. It stores this energy in chemical energy in the batteries. And then during the day, it climbs in altitude and stores its energy and potential energy. So when the, sun, <clears throat> when the sun goes down, it descends in altitude. Um, it turns off its engines while it descends. And then it Kicks the battery, it kicks the engines back on and starts using battery power to get through the night. Interesting. That's fascinating. Again, that's how it's powered. What is the intent of the technology long term here? So we see two real uh, big markets for it. The first one is obviously the, I'll call it the government surveillance space worldwide. And we're working with uh, the US government, US Navy right now, and also several Western allies to, to bring that technology. Um, to the government surveillance market in that space. And then the other aspect of this is non-terrestrial communications. So, filling the gap between satellite communications, which is for very very low density areas, and then you've kind of got, you've got your terrestrial cell phone networks, which is say in dense urban areas that's what we're going to use and we're we're going to fill that gap between those two. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, you could see this going in a lot of different directions. I mean, again, with yes, the defense side, but on the commercial side as well, as it says in your bio, I mean, this could be used in a a variety of ways. And with Oklahoma, we mention this all the time, with as many military bases as Oklahoma has, one of the many reasons that our aerospace industry has grown uh, as fast as it has is because we've kind of preserved a lot of these military bases inside the state. So is that – was the defense side – was that – did that take off, you know, no pun intended, but did that take off a little quicker than the commercial side? I mean, I see just as much growth opportunity on the
1: commercial side. Yes, but if you look at technology in the past, like, let's take the case of satellites, and how did they come into being? You know, the military and the intel community funded the technology development until it got to a certain point where the technology risk was reduced or eliminated. And once you got to that point, then the commercial aspects where it's business risk right. can take over and you launch the commercial side, which ends up being probably an order of magnitude bigger than the military side. But the military are early adopters of technology and they take more risk, more technology risk than commercial customers.
0: And is it mass production kind of the goal here? Or again, is it more, more specialized? No,
1: it's mass production. I mean, yeah. the, the military would be lower quantities, okay? And that would be more specialized but the commercial one is is in order of magnitude larger yeah uh, and the, you're talking thousands of planes and that, in, in that case
0: and that's the goal uh, how does weather uh, or or changes in the duration of you know, the sunlight affect the, the ability to rain,
1: remain in flight you mentioned a little bit of that but does weather affect so, it much you know we are targeted right now uh, plus or minus 25 30 degrees latitude around the world um, for 365 days of operation and that's just you know there's not a lot of sunlight in Denmark in the winter, yeah. so you got to be where the sunlight is, um, and you need a certain amount. And you know, plus or minus 30 degrees latitude just happens to be a good bound. And that's also where big use case for government surveillance, and yeah. also the the gaps that we talk about in communication systems. That's a, a big area too, where you know people are, are not. I wouldn't say not connected. It's more of a usage gap. Okay, so they've got like maybe 2G or 3G, but they don't have 4G. And so bringing in that connectivity through non-terrestrial means is going to really benefit all those people quite a bit.
0: Okay. Uh, any other energy sources besides the sun? I mean, we're talking about the sun a lot, but any other energy sources here that that can power the craft?
1: Yeah, we are. We are in the process of looking at and integrating a, a hydrogen fuel cell. Yeah. I know hydrogen is a is a big uh, technology thrust here in Oklahoma, yeah. and we're benefiting from that. Uh, some of our uh, some of our real high tech suppliers are here in Oklahoma. Uh, it, we we buy our tanks from Infinite Composites, which is you know, one of the leading, uh, I would say, composite tank suppliers uh, in the United States uh, from a technology perspective. Um, and we hope that and, and we believe that the hydrogen fuel cell is the most efficient way to store kind of one time use energy. And that would be like our backup power supply if weather or something else is giving us a, a difficulty with collecting sunlight.
0: Good. Well, that's good to hear. We're, we're certainly to to your point. We, Oklahoma, we're trying to be on the forefront, one of these uh, uh, top top tier states when it comes to hydrogen hydrogen uh, growth. So we've we've seen that some this this year. Any success stories? Um, you know, we always ask companies once we kind of explain what you've built, the the technology behind it. But do
1: you have some some early success stories regarding flight testing? Yes, I mean, we are in the process. We've, we've demonstrated 3D autonomous flight from uh, controlling the aircraft from the ground and having it th- fly 3D uh, paths in the air. And we're in the process right now in the last stages of removing the pilot completely. Oh, so wow. we've made uh, significant technical progress. And then on the business side, we've also made some very good progress with the US government and, and Western allies.
0: Great, great. Any other competition in this space?
1: That's an interesting question. We don't really perceive that there's a lot of competition because some of our perceived competitors are really focused on staying at very high altitudes, so they're above all the weather all the time. Um, we don't believe that, that is the, the bus- there's a business case for coming down lower. For instance, the government surveillance market, a lot of the, oh, the yeah. payloads are built to fly in the, area, in the medium altitudes. And, uh, you know, we focus more on providing capability to our customers more than, I'd hate to say it, but doing a science experiment. Yeah. You know, we're building a product yeah. that we want to move, not a science experiment to demonstrate something.
0: Absolutely. So you mentioned part of the company is based in Spain. So that's mm. still the case. We have yes. headquarters in Oklahoma City, but, but part of it is still in Spain. You know, are there any challenges with a, kind of a, a multinational company like that?
1: Yeah, there's always challenges. I, I would have to say I've had to become a little bit more culturally aware. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, through, you know, that diversity uh, and bringing kind of the, the best of the best in, in, in Europe and in the U.S., we think we're really, you know, achieving something that we're trying to do something that nobody's ever done before. And some of the biggest companies in the world have failed. And so it's, it's really a mission focused uh, team. And we're really lucky to benefit from a whole wide uh, range of, of viewpoints.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that's what we want. I mean, and to have a company based, a headquarters in Oklahoma City, but again, part of the company, in Spain or any other country. I mean, I think that's good for, good, good for Oklahoma, but it, it shows that the world is flat, uh, when it, when it comes to business, uh, for sure. Uh, so from a timeline perspective here, can you talk about the advances? Uh, it's fascinating to me, the, this autonomous industry from five years ago to today, to where we are now, where do you think we're going to be five years from now?
1: Oh, that's hard to predict the future, Yeah, yeah. but, uh, I think you're going to see more and more autonomous systems out there, supervised by by humans, I would say. But, you know, a lot of the technology exists. I mean, we've been flying unmanned aircraft for, uh, since before Vietnam, they were flying unmanned aircraft, the military was, okay? Now you're starting to see that technology uh, permeate the uh, – the commercial airspace in a a lot more uh, aspects, okay, the flying taxis, you know, aircraft for cargo delivery, things like that. So, you know, we're going to leverage that. And I think one of the things that you're going to see is not just the the single aircraft autonomy, but you're going to see, you know, when we try to do the non-terrestrial communications, we're going to have lots of aircraft flying over, say, in Telefonica's case, which we have a, a memorandum of a partnership with, you know, they want us to cover... Uh, the equivalent of about, you know, 100, 150 planes flying over that area at one, uh, over, and that's to cover villages that are not connected. And so to manage 100, 150 planes in in a country, that are just, they're flying, they go up and down during the day. So they just circle up, circle down, but you got them 150 different areas. You've got to, you've really got to have an autonomous system or some kind of decision aiding to equip the person to manage that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that's that's the growth that you'll see over the next five years for sure. Uh, What what about challenges that you face? I mean, you know, we're talking about, you know, looking into the future, but there's always challenges facing any technology, bringing it to market.
1: Performance. Performance of the aircraft. Okay. I mean, if you think back about the kind of the Oklahoma innovation like Wiley Post, you know, when he first flew around the world it was he was right on the edge right you know they were pushing things to the edge and, and in this case this aircraft is pushing things to the edge and you get to one edge and then people want a little bit more performance and so you got to push it a little bit further and that technology is you, you've got to make the aircraft lighter you've got to make better batteries you got to make better solar cells you know you got to integrate them better so there's those are the real technology uh I would say challenges that we face. We, you know, we want better batteries, we want lighter aircraft, we want uh, better solar cells. And, you know, we're working with working with OU and OSU and TU Good. here to, uh, you know, push the state of the art in, in all those areas.
0: Excellent. Yeah,
1: we love to hear that too. Again,
0: the, the uh, partnership with our higher education facilities when it comes to world-class research. So, do you manufacture the the solar panels piece of the of the product?
1: Yes, right now we're currently looking at manufacturing our own solar panels, mm-hmm. and what we're doing right now with uh, the Oklahoma Photovoltaic Institute, which is spread across OU, OSU, and TU. But we're we're primarily uh, collaborating with TU right now, uh, Dr. Hari up there, and what we're going to do is we're going to look at buying existing solar cells and then there's several kind of compounds you can put on top that improve the efficiency of those and it's developing that technology that improves those uh, solar cells efficiencies and then we will manufacture that at wow. that point in time wow. and or it, or we'll have the technology such that we may outsource the manufacturing but at least we will own that technology developed here in Oklahoma yeah
0: and and again on at the on the campus of Tulsa University yes. some of this technology happening oh, yes. that's that's awesome that's great to hear uh, so you're going to utilize Ardmore America, uh, the front door to Dallas, as I call Ardmore. The growth there over the next 10 years is going to be very impressive. You're utilizing Ardmore for manufacturing operations. Can you talk a little bit about how that deal came together and
1: how you chose Ardmore to host this facility? Well, you know, we did a wind study of uh, Oklahoma. Yep. And uh, i sure that was robust. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the eastern part of the state... It yeah. doesn't have a lot of wind, yeah. okay? Yeah. Western part, well, we know, you know, Oklahoma where the we, winds come sweeping right. down the plains. Well, the uh, but if you look at the wind uh, power map, the eastern parts, you come down the turnpike from Tulsa and go straight down I-35. If you're in that, you're still safe in that corridor, for a, safe in our perspective. We don't want a lot of high winds when we're doing takeoff and landings. Okay, and that's in Ardmore. We looked at Ardmore. We looked at a couple of places over in the eastern Oklahoma, but Ardmore won out for its its infrastructure, its uh, location. It's very close to Dallas. Um, I mean, you can land at Dallas Fort Worth, and I can, you know, be in Ardmore in less than an hour and a half. That's so right. it's it's a great location in that respect.
0: Yeah, you know, you're you're uh, less than a couple hours from 14 million people. Yes. Uh, as well from a workforce perspective. So you, again, that that's why those. As as North Texas grows into Oklahoma, in a lot of ways, um, we we're very big and bold on the growth potential and Ardmore and Durant's of the world. So, talk about your interaction with OCAST. We always like to close up these interviews, kind of kind of bringing it back to again the innovation pipeline that that I talked about at the beginning. And but your inter- interaction with OCAST and that in our innovation model that we have here in Oklahoma.
1: So right now we've got a couple interns and we really like the OCAS intern uh, model there that you guys have developed here. We hear that all the time from companies. It's, uh, there's uh, a few things we think you could do to improve it, but uh, it's it's been very useful for us. And, you know, we are now in the process of... Uh, uh, transitioning some of those uh, interns into full time employees.
0: Good. Well, and we're always looking for feedback too on how to make all of our programs better. Uh, we we end our interviews everybody that we interview, and we talked about you know setting up part of your operation in Spain and 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 picking Ardmore. You know, my we always in these why Oklahoma? Why did Oklahoma? I know we met Norman High. You have a a certainly a soft spot in your heart, I'm sure, for Oklahoma. But why Oklahoma? At the end of the day. Uh, this is an impressive company, an impressive idea. Uh, you could be anywhere in the world. Why Oklahoma?
1: The leadership here and the support of the, the leadership in Oklahoma, that really stood out. When we, uh, we ran a process and we spoke to a number of states, but it was really the leadership here that stood out and convinced us to come to Oklahoma.
0: Oh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Robert, we can't thank you enough for being here. And uh, coming back uh, to Oklahoma and building this world-class aerospace company here, we truly believe um, that Sky Dweller will help lead the way of Oklahoma being a top 10 aerospace state. It's already the number two industry in our state, very well could be the number one industry in our state uh, due to companies like you over the next 10 years in our state. And I certainly hope the leadership continues to back you uh, and that OCAST and, and the rest of the companies inside our innovation pipeline model can help you uh, thrive into the future so thanks for joining us today on our innovate that podcast
1: thank you for having me and you know we feel very lucky to be here in oklahoma good
0: and thank you all for listening in on another episode of our again oklahoma innovate that podcast hosted by ocast look forward to having you back very soon